Thanks for listening to episode 8 of the Grace Knowledge Podcast. We're continuing on the series of the five solas of the Protestant Reformation. For more information on that, be sure to listen to episode 6 and see the link in the description. Today's focus is sola gratia, or grace alone. This would typically be the first of the five solas when listed in an order like this, but we started with sola scriptura as the first of the solas in order to establish a foundation for the rest of the series. This foundation is the Word of God itself as revealed in the scriptures of the Old and the New Testaments. So, for sola gratia, grace alone, let's see what God's Word has to say about this, starting in Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 to 9. This is the Apostle Paul, and he says, And you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. But God, being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. And raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing, it is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. This is the story of salvation. If you are a Christian, if you are in right relationship with God, and are confident that you will spend eternity with Him, it is not because of works done by you. It is not because you made the right decision. It is not because you walked down the aisle of your church, responded to the altar call. It is not because you prayed a certain prayer. It is because of the grace of God. As human beings, we are fallen in nature. We have inherited the sin of our father, Adam. And from birth, we are damned to hell. Hell is a place of eternal conscious torment where sinners receive just punishment from God for the sins that they willingly and joyfully committed. As Adam willingly sinned, we willingly sin. And as Romans 6.23 tells us, the wages of sin is death. And this is not just a bodily death, but a spiritual and an eternal one. And that's where we are at the beginning of Ephesians chapter 2. We are dead. We are not drowning in the ocean of our sin, waiting for God to throw us a lifeline and pull us into his boat of salvation. We are dead. We are at the bottom of that ocean. We have no life 
left in us. We have nothing to offer to God, Romans 11.35. We have no desires for righteousness, Ecclesiastes 7.20. We have no ability to make a decision for Jesus or respond to an altar call or say a certain prayer. We are dead. And we're not just dead by happenstance. We're not just dead by coincidence. We are dead because of our sin. And we are dead in our trespasses and our sins, fully immersed in them. Like the Apostle Paul in Acts 9 when he was Saul, we're on our horse. We're headed to Damascus. We're living in rebellion against our Creator. And the only thing that will stop us is if God himself knocks us off of that horse. And by grace, he does. And this act of grace is made possible through the life, the death, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Christ obeyed the law that we failed to keep by living a sinless life. Christ paid for the sins that we committed by dying on the cross. Christ broke the power of sin and death by rising from the dead. In other words, Christ made an atonement for our sins. And in expectation of this finished atonement, Christ said himself in John chapter 6, 37 and 44, All that the Father gives me will come to me, and whoever comes to me I will never cast out. No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him. In other words, you must come to Jesus to be saved, but you can't come to Jesus unless the Father himself does something first. The Father must give you to Jesus. And if he gives you to Jesus, you will come to him, and he will never cast you out. And this was offensive to the Pharisees because it was a slap in the face of their own self-righteousness. It was as if to say to them, you can work as hard as you would like to, but you will never be able to earn salvation. Therefore, the only way to receive salvation is by God giving you something you don't deserve. And this idea of God giving us something good that we do not deserve is what we call grace. Jesus was laying the framework for what Paul would teach in Ephesians 2 when he said, It is by grace you have been saved, not by works. And in Romans 9 when Paul would say, It depends not on human will or exertion, but on God. This gospel truth of salvation by grace is what made sola gratia a foundational piece of the Protestant Reformation. Salvation was not as the Roman Catholic Church suggested, salvation by grace and works. It was by grace alone, which leads to good works. It was not God doing everything he could to save us and us making the final decision to accept it. It was God decisively saying, I am choosing to save you. God didn't give us a chance. He didn't give us an option. He didn't give us a lifeline. He breathed life into our dead, dry bones, and he 
made us his forever before we could ever do anything. And this is the doctrine of sola gratia, grace alone. Titus 3, verses 3 to 7 says, For we ourselves were once foolish, disobedient, led astray, slaves to various passions and pleasures, passing our days in malice and envy, hated by others and hating one another. But when the goodness and loving kindness of God our Savior appeared, He saved us, not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to His own mercy, by the washing and regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit, whom He poured out on us richly through Jesus Christ our Savior, so that being justified by His grace, we might become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. Thanks for listening. Please join me next time as we dive into Sola Fide by Faith Alone. Thank you.